step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Bibi Amina Kepun Allahi Allah Allahi Allah Bolo Allahi Allah Bibi Amina Kepun Allahi Allah Jabke Sarkar Tashreef Lane Lage Huro Hilma Bi Khushiya Manane Lage Har Taraf Noor Ki Roshni Chagayi Mustafa Kya Mile Zindagi Mil Gayi Ehali Ma Teri God Me Aage Dono Alam Ke Rasool Allahi Allah Chishni Aman De Rasool Allahi Allah we're already dead. We're already beaten down. We've been beaten down for 400 years. We already got the wounds inside and outside our bodies. How you gonna hurt us? You cannot threaten us. You cannot frighten us. We live in the most frightening places under the most frightening conditions. We are immune to fear. We are immune to harm. You see what I'm saying? You have stepped into a cesspool. You're the only one gonna get infected. And I'm no Muslim, but I agree with some of the things they say regarding black people. And if Allah helps to make him a better man than Jesus can, then I'm all for it. What's the time saying, Mr. Butler? Whatever changes you have to make, you just do it. Being a black man in America isn't easy. Hunt is all. Assalamu alaikum. Arahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm your host, Faithful Haq. And you're listening to the Dean of Virginia show, the number one Islamic radio show in America, alhamdulillah. Before we begin, like always, we want to send praises to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and send salawat upon his nabi, the Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And alhamdulillah, nasa'inuhu wa nasa'inuhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuru nifusina wa min sari ahli ma'lana min yatihi lahu fala mudhilala wa min yukla fala hadhiala before I begin, I'd like to say all praise belong to Allah. We seek His aid, we seek His guidance, we seek His help, 
see refuge in Allah from Shaitan and his men, and we see refuge in Allah from the footprints of Shaitan that will lead us to help and law, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for our sins, our faults, and our errors. And whoever Allah guides, none can lead us straight. And whoever Allah leads us straight, none can guide. And I bear witness without any hesitation, any compulsion that is no God but Allah. And I bear witness that the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is the last the messenger. Tonight's show, alhamdulillah, known as blessed of halfway through the month of Ramadan, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may he allow us to complete a Ramadan and fast, and, and all of those Muslims who are sick and unable to fast, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept their faults and their prayers and their best of their intentions and help them with a speedy recovery. I mean, we tend to forget about our brothers and sisters who are sick and unable to fast, and we should visit them more and we do well for them more during this blessed month. Allahumma mean. Tonight show, I wanted to call it Return Back to the Sunnah and Do Not Die, an Innovator. Time and the world that we live in, there are things that the Muslims are accustomed to doing because of the life that we live and the people that we are around and the things that we, the things that we choose to do, inshallah. That if we want to practice the religion of Islam, then we turn back to the Sunnah. The Messenger of Allah, so that some of you warned us about these days of time. And he warned us that we will follow the Christians and Jews, and that we will follow uh, their way of life, and that we will fall in love with their way of life, and we will fall in love with the dunya, and we will have hatred for the Akhara. And this is the reason that we are in this decadence that we are in this kind of life. For instance, I'll give you a, uh, an example. At Facebook, there are these uh, chain letters that Muslims are passing around because the non-Muslims do it. You know, for instance, we have these chain letters of uh, making do for someone, and then you pass it to ten people. And then that person passed it to ten people, and we believe that we can receive some type of barakah from this. But the reality to it is this: every action is judged by the intention of the individual that's performing the action. Our intention is what carries the weight of anything that we do. If you intend to make dua for a brother or a sister, then you have to fulfill the action that coincides with your intentions. And we all know that there are times of the day and there are times of the year where a loss of penalty either is more likely to answer the dua of a Muslim. And there are things that we can do that can get our Dubai answered quickly. We all know this. For instance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the authentic hadith that I come down to the first part of paradise in the last third of the night. And I call out to my servants 
who is asking so that I may give. And he's guaranteed to answer your du'a if you make a du'a in the last third of the night. So if you were sincerely trying to make du'a for your brothers and sisters, then you will get up in the last third of the night and you will call upon Allah to come to Ireland and you will make du'a for a particular Muslim or for particular people because that shows the sincerity. That shows that your du'a, you want it to be answered. So Allah sees your intention, that your intention is to get up and try to catch the night of power or try to catch the uh, uh, the last third of the night so that Allah may answer your du'a. So your intention is, is good because you fulfilled it by getting up at that time. Pass the chain letters of du'a, you know, uh, say these du'as and then you pass it on. You have no pure intention behind it. You have no dedication behind it. You have no fault pattern behind it because you're just pushing a button. And, you know, it's, not, it's something that you do. You really don't, you know, desire for that person to uh, get better or you really don't have no desire for a loss and answer to do out because you're not putting the effort into it. You do well that you make the divide that you make on your deathbed, the divide that you make when you ride in the airplane and the turbulence starts to get rough and the plane starts to shake, is different than the divide that you make inside of your car on your way to work, listening to music, chilling. It's two totally types of different divide. If you read the Quran, right? Which this month we will uh, read the Quran more. When the prophet um, Yunus, alayhi salam, when he was swallowed by the well, Jonah, when he was swallowed by the well, the Quran has stated that he was inside of a well in the bottom of the ocean at nighttime. So he was in three layers of darkness. So the law said that he made dua to why he was in the belly of the well. He made dua. And the angels recognized the Noah from his du'a because he was a person, he was a prophet who constantly made du'a to a lost dependent island. So they recognized his du'a, they recognized his Noah, his light. And the angels asked the lost dependent island, they said, yeah, Allah, are you not going to answer the du'a of your prophet, Eunice? You know, he's in distress. He's in the bottom of a well. You know, but his du'a was sincere. He had a sincere du'a because he had... No other hope. There's no other person he can turn to. He's in the belly of the well, in the bottom of the ocean, in the heat of night. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qutsi Hadith that Yunus was not a prophet or not a person that was not accustomed to making dua before he found himself in that predicament, then he would remain in the belly of the well until the day of judgment. So it's about the sincerity of your dua. And this is how we have to think in every aspect of our things. It's about purity. It's about sincerity. The du'a that you make when you're made at work while you're jamming in your car is not the same as the du'a that you make when you're about to get evicted from your house and you need this prayer to be answered. There are certain levels of prayer that your heart is into. There are certain levels of toba that your heart is into it. So this is why Tova had conditions. You know, when a person committed sin, 
and they don't feel bad about the sin that they committed. And they ask the lost and penalty Allah to forgive them. But they haven't put any effort into asking the lost and Allah to forgive them. You know, a person who is used, who's accustomed to cursing, they curse all the time. They use profanity. You know, they don't ask the lost and Allah to forgive them for using bad language because they don't see nothing wrong with using bad language. And then they say, you know, stop for Lord, may Lord forgive me. Keep it moving. But another person who sees their sins as a mountain or avalanche is about to collapse on them, when they make Tobah, it's a different Tobah. That's why it's conditions to Tobah. The first condition is you have to regret it. We all, as Muslims or as human beings, have done something in our lives that we regret. And when you regret something, you feel it in the core of your soul. It's uneasiness. That you say to yourself, that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I don't know if I can come back from this. This is wrong. It's hopefully Allah will forgive me. That's Tobah. That regretfulness. If you don't feel that after you do something, you don't have no regret. Number two, you ask the law to forgive you with the intention that I'm never going to commit that same sin again. Number three, don't commit that same sin for a while. And then if you fulfill those three conditions, Allah will forgive you. But if you sin today, ask the law to forgive you, then sin tonight. Ask the law to forgive you, then sin in the morning for that same sin that you planned with the dean of Islam. Everything is all about the intentions. Are you sincere in what you're doing? When you make the wild for your brothers and sisters, is not to pass chain letters. That is the innovation. Because you don't mean it. There's no effort into that. This dean is about effort. This dean is about sincerity. Wallahi al-deen. If I'm on my deathbed and I'm about to die, and I ask the Muslim community to make dua for me, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restore my health, or either Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive my sins, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make my grave spacious, I want the Muslims to get up at the last third of the night where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is answering the du'as of those Muslims. Or I want the Muslims to make dua for me in Jumma prayer. Or I want the Muslims to make dua for me after, right after they make salat. Or I want the, the Muslims to make dua for me in the best abilities that Allah is ready to answer the dua. Because I want it answered. Simple as that. I want the Muslims to, to strive and mean what they're saying about my, my health or my gender, or me avoiding hellfire, or me able to answer the questions in the grave. This is Islam. This is the sincerity of Islam. As Muslims in America, we have been reduced to people who are purely destroying things because it looks good. We are people who are purely saying things because it sounds good. We are people who are, poor, are merely just posting ayats or merely posting du'as or merely posting things that get likes. Money is not the root of all evil today. Showing off is getting likes. You have a Muslim sister that will come fully out of our overgrammar to get likes. Muslim brothers will act pious in the sight of the people to look to get likes, to get praise. But what are we doing behind closed doors? What are we doing when no one is looking? That's when it matters. How hard are we making dua for our children? How hard are we teaching them the deen of Islam? All of these things matter. Other than that, there we have people who are living in delusion. 
We're living in delusion because we're fooling ourselves and we think that we're doing something. And we're really not doing anything. This blessed month of Ramadan, how many Muslims, how many of us are really trying to take advantage of this month? Because listening to lectures is not the Ramadan that you want to be in. You want to be in a, a Ramadan that you're doing things for other people. You're in service. You're out there doing something. Maybe you're sweeping your neighborhood up. Maybe you're just passing uh, dollar notes or dollar pamphlets to the neighbors around your, your community. You're trying to do something. You're putting forth the effort. Maybe you're reading Quran more. Maybe you sit around with your children and you read in the Quran, giving them stories and telling them about Allah Taala and reciting hadith to them. You're doing something. You're putting forth effort of this month to show Allah Taala that I'm trying to be a better Muslim. I'm trying. I may not be the best, but I'm trying to do something. And if my efforts are very little, at least I'm being sincere at what I'm doing. That's it. That's all you're trying to do is be sincere. You're not trying to be the best Muslim. You're not trying to do things so people can say, oh, that person is a good Muslim. You're trying to do things that your Lord will recognize your heart is being pure. Try to be sincere. That's all you're trying to do. That's why you visit sick Muslims. Because you want to, you want someone to visit you. You may do well for the sick Muslims. You may do well for the hungry Muslims. The whole purpose of this month of Ramadan is to make sacrifice. That's what this is all about. Because the lost Muslim is trying to make the believers feel how poor people feel on an everyday basis because you know at 828 that you're going to break your fast with a big meal. And you're looking forward to it. You go to Iftars and you celebrate it. But you haven't sat down and thought about why I'm fasting because there are people Every day of their lives, they don't know where they're getting their next meal from. They have no clue if they're going to have an iftar tonight because no one has invited them. And if a poor person knocks on your door and says, may, may I enjoy enjoying your iftar with you, you'll say, no, right, close the door. Get away from me before I call the cops. But that's the whole purpose of it, to sacrifice. The Muslims have been reduced to a religion of people who are just doing things to be seen by other people. We have no no substance in what we're doing. We have to substantiate what do we feel in our hearts and manifest it in our tongues and our actions. We have to. We don't know what it feels like for a person that is so hungry, that feel the hunger pains so terribly, that we will go into the garbage can and we will eat anything that smells halfway decent. Even though you have ants and maggots on it, it looks better than anything because the hunger pains are killing them. We don't know what that's about because we haven't went a whole day without eating. We went 16 hours without eating. MashaAllah, what do we do? That's nothing compared to a person who hasn't eaten in three days. There's levels to this. So this is why we're fasting so we can see and we can feel empathy when we walk down the street and we roll in our cars and we see a person who's starving or a homeless person so we can feel sorry for them and say, you know what? Let me go buy this person something to eat because I know what it feels like to be hungry. And that's what the lost dollar wants you to understand. He wants you to realize that. He wants you to understand that. Because the lost dollar mentions poor people throughout the Quran. And if you don't believe that, 
then you're not you're not you're not having to practice any iota of this land. The message of the Lord preached about feeding the poor people. In the Quran, the Muslims that were being the hellfire, when the people in paradise asked them, How did you enter hellfire? They said, Because we did not pray and we didn't feed the poor people. Nor did we think about feeding poor people. There was no congregation coming together and said, You know, we should feed poor people, we should open up a soup kitchen. We didn't care about them. We waste food. We go to Habachis and pay $400 for a meal. We have a freezer full of food because we waste food and we don't care about people who's poor. We have a food drive. We Because we don't eat canned goods. We eat string beans and cans, llama beans and cans. Anything to say that we've done something, but in reality we're not doing anything. We think a lost mentality that doesn't understand these things. We're like, you know, Cain. When the lost mentality asks, Cain is able to make sacrifices to see which one of them is worthy to marry their, their, their sister. Cain gave a bag of beans. Here, take these beans. And Abe gave a donkey, something that was precious to him on earth at that time. What are we offering to a lost mentality to show that we don't want to go to the hellfire? What have you given? Or you have not seen the ayah in the clan where the lost mentality says, Loan to the Lord, beautiful loan. And I will pay you back tenfold. A lost with the in my eyes is not a lie. He's truthful. He's al-Hakim, the most wise. He's al-Hak, the truth. Anything that we give a lost with will give back to us ten times full, or a hundred times full, or seven hundred times. Anything is unlimited. But we don't give CCBD that. We don't give unless we're, you know, we we giving something back. We don't go into our stash of overgarments and, and give a sister, Alicia, how to uh, brand new overgarments because that's not us. That's not who we are. We give second-class clothing because we have second-class iman. We're not believers that will give the very overgarment off of our backs, even though it might be new because the sister might like it. That's not us. That's what we want to be. That's who the Sahabas were. That's who the Messenger of Allah, so that Salaam were. That's who will lost without a love. You know, those people who don't care about this dunya, but they care about the echo and really reflect what is the purpose of Ramadan? Why am I fasting? Why am I giving up food? Why am I giving up of 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 of, of water? Why am I giving these things up? For what what is the purpose of this? Why am I doing this? Because you're trying to show what lost with the idea that you understand what he wants from you. To sacrifice, to give, feasibility that. You have to understand what that term means. To feasibility for the pleasure of Allah. On the day of judgment, no Muslim will move from the place that he's standing except for those who work for the pleasure of Allah. On the day of judgment, every Muslim will be thirsty like never before except those who gain a drink, a cup of water for the pleasure of Allah. On the day of judgment, every Muslim will be hungry like never before except for those who gave food for the pleasure of Allah. On the day of judgment, every Muslim will be tired like never before except those who work for the pleasure of Allah. This is reality. That's what that word means, for the pleasure of Allah. But you're not looking for no reward. Jazakallah Qadr, I mean, my reward is from Allah. What do that mean? My reward is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We, we, we have a good game, and it sounds credible. 
and it looks good on the outward, but inward we know that we're not giving it our best. We're not giving it a halfway effort. Anything that's going to be easy for us, we're cool with it. When we when we buy things from other Muslims, we're always looking for deals. We're always looking for the cheap way out, not knowing that this person has a family just like you. Because when you cut them short, you cut their kids short. When you cut them short, you cut their ability to pay their lights short. You don't care about that. You don't put forth the effort to pay them full wages because you don't care about your brother. You look for a halfway because you, you're a person who likes to get shortcuts in life. You don't want to put it in the hardest day's work because the hard day's work is, is a virtue within itself. People who sit at computers all day and type usually get you know, heart disease and carotid arteries and die early. But people who work hard and exercise and have hard-working jobs live longer because they exercise and utilize their, their ability to move around. So in the long run, their hard work pay off. And in the long run, the, the, the easy work kills you. But we don't think like this. We don't understand the purpose of this life is to worship Allah. And everything that we get in life is to help us get closer to Allah. Very simple. When we start to understand this, the, this, the human body itself, biology, then we will understand that 11 amino acids make up a blood cell, and the body is produced of 100,000 blood cells. But each blood cell, each individual blood cell is made up of 11 amino acids. And those 11 amino acids have to put together a perfect strand. The combinations are 300. Do you know what 300 knots? You know what 300 knots mean? That means there's three with 400 zeros behind it of infinite combinations that it can make to make a blood cell. But it has to produce this one particular strand for that blood cell to be uh, pure enough to function in the human body. And if it's not, then you have something what you call a sickle cell. And that blood cell is distorted, and the person will feel pain throughout the rest of their life. So your, your body is made up of 100,000 blood cells. And each individual blood cell has to be perfectly orchestrated by those 11 amino acids to form a perfect body. That's just on a, on a microcosm of level of your life that you don't even think about. You haven't even studied because you don't care about it. You're too busy complaining. We are people who are not giving in our best. We are people. We have. We are people who are who are are, who are amazing. The very reason that we on this earth and alive is, is an amazing thing. Is an amazing tale. Our very existence is amazing. The very fact that we can breathe with our own and to have thought and we can see and color is amazing. It's a beautiful thing that we haven't really sat down and really thought about. If you study the creation of the lost with the island, it is a beautiful thing. It leads you to worship and, and appreciate what Allah has done for you. But we don't. We are ungrateful. One of the four stations in life that you will find yourself in as a Muslim is, number one, is a station of nitma, gratitude, meaning that you are great, you are Allah to God is blessing you with the wonderful things in life, money, food, shelter, clothing, uh, children, Obedient children, it's man, and you are showing gratitude to Allah. You are thanking Allah subhanahu for the gratitude, for the things that the nitma that He's giving you. So gratitude for the nitma, the blessings that Allah subhanahu is giving you. Number two that you will find yourself in is the station of uh, 
tribulation. Things are not going so far. Not going so good. You're losing your job. You don't have good health. You have a lot of fitness around you. And the correct response for that is to be have supper, patience with your Lord, because you understand fairly whatever difficulty there is relief. But if you're not patient with Allah's hospitality, you're going to wind up saying something or doing something that Allah's hospitality is going to be angry with you for. Another station in life, out of the fourth, is the station of obedience to Allah's hospitality. You're doing what Allah is asking you to do as a believer. You're making your prayers. You are not backsliding. You're not standing. You're doing everything Allah is asking you to do, and the correct response for that is to be humble because it's very easy to be arrogant with people who are not on your level. But you're humble with them. You're humble with your friends and your co-workers and the Muslims that's not on your level. And the last station in life that you find yourself to be in is the station of Ma'asiyah. You're billing to Allah. You're not making your salat. You're not doing what Allah spent on asking you to do. You're not fasting. And the correct response for that is to make tawbah, the conditions that I told you about. Because if you don't make tawbah, then you will anger Allah and feel the wrath of Allah. So those are the four stations in life that you will find yourself in at any given time. Number one is, is nitma, blessing, and the correct response is shukr, show gratitude. Number two, fitna, tribulation, and the correct response is to be patient, have suffer. Number three is obedience, and the correct response is to be humble. Number four is ma'asiyah, disobedience to the law, and the correct response is to make toba, a sincere toba. This is who we got to be. We can't be Muslims that's reduced to just being Muslim on the outward. We look Muslim like a mug, Kimar, all black, Nikab. But we have no Islamic spiritually. No Islam in our household. The most thing that we do in Islam is listen to lectures as if that makes us a great Muslim. And we talk about the lectures as if that's something that's like worthy. The reality we need to be studying in the religion. We need to be out there doing something. The whole purpose of the lecture, the Iman is saying to go out there and do something for your community. Do something for your family. How can it how can it be that you are Muslim and you love the law yet your father and your mother going to the jahannam? They're going to hell father because you haven't produced a sufficient amount of love to ask Allah and ask them to become Muslim. You haven't given them this thing. You haven't talked to them about this thing. How can it be that you are Muslim who love Allah yet your grandmother and your grandfather and your coworkers, your family go to hell because you haven't told them about the message of Allah so that's not. You haven't given them anything to t- think about because you won't even talk about the message of Allah or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is, this is where we're at. This is who we are. This is what we have to understand. MashaAllah, like I said earlier, there are Muslims that are unable to fast because they're sick. And, and, and they want to fast and, and it hurts. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them. And may he accept their prayers and give them something easy. May he bless them with a speedy recovery. I mean, there are Muslims that are unable to eat and break their fast because they're poor. May Allah subhanahu help them, and may he bless them, and may he give them shelter, food, and just the bare necessities of life. And may Allah us, allow us to understand and appreciate that when we are fasting and we do it as an act of obedience to Allah and an act of volunteering obedience to Allah, so that we can understand what poor people feel like and people who are unable to eat feel like. May Allah bless us to see the poor. 
May he allow us to feed the poor and think about the poor. May the Lord allow us to have food to feed the poor. And may he allow us to love them and not be repelled by them because they're human beings just like us. We we blame them from being smelly and dirty as if they have an option to wash up every day. Like we have an option to take a shower. Trust me, if you have an option to be funky and smelly and you had an option to wash up every day, you will wash up because you have the choice to. As simple as that. Some people don't have that option. They don't have hot water. They don't have the luxury to go into a room and take a shower for 10 minutes. They don't have that luxury. We don't, we don't think about that. We don't think about anyone's predicament or their circumstances. All we care about is ourselves and our selfishness. And may Allah subhanahu help us to get better with that. And may he allow us to bless the second half of our Ramadan to be better than the first half of our Ramadan. And may he allow us to bless and catch the night of power. The night of power is very serious. Very serious. And may Allah subhanahu bless us to fast the, the next six days after Ramadan so our future year of sins can be forgiven. We need to think about our, 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 our sins this year and next year. Along my means, I want to thank all the Muslims for tuning into the Dean of Virginia show. You know, we have a lot of listeners on. If you have any questions in the comments, hit the number one on your phone. And I ask all the Muslims that are listening to the Dean of Virginia show to tell your coworkers and your friends that are Muslim and your family members about the Dean of Virginia show because we do the show for you, for the Muslims. Until next time, may Allah bless all of you with the beautiful paradise. May he bless your life in this life as well as the next. And support the Muslims who don't be a supporter of the Catholic home. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.